start recording. Do we want to do our intro now? Hey, what's up, you guys? So, do you want to do our intro now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm nervous. That's why I said, hey, what's up, you guys? It's Kaylee. It's Kayla. And this is a kind of paranoid podcast. Welcome back. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need theme music. We're going to get theme music by the 10th episode. Yeah, yes, maybe one day. One day we'll have intro music. Yeah. But, okay. So. Last episode, we did a really fun, spooky episode, and now we are back on our bullshit where we talk about the most gruesome shit you've ever heard in your life. So that you don't enjoy it. Yeah. We're here to ruin your day. And our own. And we can't stop doing cases about kids. And it's not on purpose. We're not like a bunch of, like, sick assholes. We just, like, we started off with the Chris Watts case. And you were like, oh my god, that reminds me of the Casey Anthony case. And we want to talk about that. And then now we have this case. And we're going to stop talking about kids, okay? Like, mm-hmm. the next three episodes we have planned. And probably never. You know what? Matter of fact, no more kid episodes for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I say something about that, though? I feel like kid episodes, or not kid episodes, kid cases are the most gruesome and interesting ones just because you can never imagine that you would ever do that to a child yeah i agree but also every time we film it afterwards i'm like wow i want to sleep forever and i yeah. hate this and this one i'm hoping that you guys have not heard of or aren't familiar with it just because i so i grew up in Bavard county florida more of a specifically port st john and i lived there for 15 years of my life i can dox myself in florida because wow. i don't live there anymore yeah but i can dox myself in florida <laughs> yeah um so so that's why i wanted to do this case because i didn't feel like a lot of you guys have heard of it and i haven't heard of it so it's probably more interesting to listen to something you haven't heard of rather than something you've heard of a million times yeah but we'll do those too because unfortunately we are not the only true crime podcast there is out there we're not <laughs> what do you mean this is a real we weren't idea. we weren't like the first <laughs> yeah um you want me to just get, get right into, into it? it i guess i feel like i'm just like i'm in a silly goofy mood and i am not going to be in 20 minutes <laughs> so <laughs> you're trying to enjoy it now yeah I'm, I'm just trying to like get that but i love that this case is like you have no idea I, I really totally don't. Blank, Everything so. is going to be... Yeah. Because yeah. you've told me nothing. Okay. Not really. No. Okay. All right. So, so this, this case, case is about Junie Rios Martinez. And before, before we get, get way into him, I'm going to talk about Mark Dean Schwab, which is the asshole in this situation. That sounds like an asshole name. Although I don't think asshole is like the right word for this man, just because it seems too nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, he was born on December 16th, 1968. Um, so, basically, he was 39 when he died. When he was... We'll get to it. Is that a Sagittarius? Capricorn? Are we going to analyze his sign? I'd just like to know. Okay. I don't really know what sign that is. I'll figure it out later. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about Mark's first victim. So, Mark Dean Schwab in 1986 was 17 um so he wasn't even of legal age yet 
when he committed his crimes. Um, so all we know about the vic- the first victim is that his name was Warren. Um, he didn't share that shared anything else about himself. So he was 15 or 16 at the time. It wasn't really clear. Um, and he was sexually assaulted. Schwab asked the boy if he could get assistance with his truck. And after Warren helped him, he grabbed Warren by the hair and put a knife to his throat. He ordered the young boy to remove his pants and then started to orally essay him. And this attack apparently lasted around 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, trigger warning. Sorry, I didn't put that in the beginning. Yeah, we should probably... Yeah. So, we're... It was brought to our attention by us kind of mm-hmm. we just kind of realized listening to back the episodes we're like oh shit we should probably like put trigger warnings in this mm-hmm. one so like trigger warning sexual assault and kids kids yeah. this, this one's pretty bad, bad so i'm gonna be minors. using i'm gonna be using essay just because that seems like the right word to use i guess yeah for mon- like just it's less explicit i yeah. guess and maybe less triggering yeah, yeah. I, I mean honestly if you can't handle this. Don't watch this. Don't listen yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for warning now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So Schwab threatened the boy to not tell anyone this event happened. And then this man had the nerve two days later after the accident. Or not the accident. The incident? Incident. That's what I meant. Um, he gave Warren a $20 bill for not telling anyone. So I guess Warren was like walking to school and he went by with his truck and he gave him a $20 bill for not telling anybody. What a dickhole. Yeah. So, so this, this kid did not end up being killed or anything yeah. like that. Um, and, and then Warren eventually came out with a story when Junie went missing. I was going to say, it's almost later. like sad, too. Like, all of it's sad, but it's almost sad, too, because then it kind of, like, perpetuates that idea of, like, if you don't speak out about it, like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, he survived. He didn't die, which is still, like, obviously what happened to him is, like, fucking awful. But, like... Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it almost makes like, could it? Yeah, no, but it's like, what would have happened if he did? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And that's awful, but yeah. yeah. It, it also makes me, it also makes me really sad because, um, not to, I'm not saying this at all to like undermine women's experiences in the slightest, mm-hmm. but I think for this case and especially, like, it really puts a light on essay that happens to men yeah and this was in the 80s right yes yeah when time like when being perceived as gay yeah or anything like that was wrong so that's why i mentioned that just like why it's sad because you know warren, it's sad in general but it yeah. was like a different time because warren probably felt like he couldn't say anything because his own um, reputation as well yeah yeah so schwab's second victim in 1987 so a year later, um, Schwab met Fan, a 13 year old boy, so younger than Ugh. the previous boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That silly, goofy mood gone. That's what I'm saying. Just <laughs> no more joy in my body. Um, this one's a lot more complex. So Schwab got in contact with Fan's family by telling them that he adopted a dog that the family had given to a local shelter, which that's crazy that he found that out. Yeah, that's a lot of digging. Yeah. And he basically claimed that he needed advice on how to take care of their dog. Yeah. 
Um, he used this excuse to go over to the family's house several times and to get to know the family, connect with them. Schwab called Dan and claimed that he was he had a painting job, but he offered him um, half of the $400 that he Schwab would make. Um, and so Schwab picked him up, and instead of going to the job site, he took Than home and R-worded him. And it was, this is really sad. I'm so sorry that I had to subject you to this, but um, it was so traumatizing that he passed out. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I quit this podcast. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. This is the last episode. We're going to do. Um, so once, once Dan woke up, Schwab let Dan get dressed and drove him home. Schwab told Dan that he'd still get the money if he didn't say anything like the last, like the last incident. Dan reported what had happened to him. Good. Yeah. And Schwab got charged with sexual battery. Schwab confessed and pleaded guilty. So normally for context at the time, Florida state law, this is, this is the law at the time. Quote, a person who commits sexual battery upon a person 12 years of age or older without that person's consent and in the process, therefore, uses or threatens to use deadly weapon, uh, use a deadly weapon, is guilty of a life felony, end quote. That crime, go ahead. I was going to say, okay, so what happened? Like, what? <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. This is, this I know is, you are, but it, yeah, I'm i'm angry i promise you this all makes sense eventually no it doesn't well you know what I, not the crime but like the story okay so that so in florida state law the crime was punishable by a term of imprisonment for life or by a term of imprisonment not exceeding 40 years so either life or 40 years period okay so in march 1988 schwab was sentenced to eight years in prison Bitch, that doesn't sound like 40. No, it does not. Okay. He did not even serve half of that sentence. Naturally. He served three and a half years. And it was very unclear of why he got out. Um, what I read, it was basically like good behavior. Like, oh, Okay. So for his probation, he had to go to sexual offender therapy. Oh. Well, he went to therapy. And to make it even better, Kaylee, um, he was in that program when he met Junie. The oh, silence. I want to go home. <laughs> I would like to go home. So, I my I've I've called an Uber <laughs> as we speak. You're like too. You can't even drive home. No, <laughs> too upset. Leaving my car here. Oh my god. So, work context so that was all for context is what i meant so now we're gonna get into junie rios martinez so junie was born on may 6 1979 he's a taurus <laughs> yeah. that makes me sad oh i mean the whole thing makes me sad but that's yeah. like almost my birthday he was 11 years old at the time of his death shut up yeah shut up right now yeah so, in 2022, this year, he would have been 43. And he really enjoyed sports and surfing and baseball and basketball. Because he was a child. Yes. Like, a baby. Yes. Yeah. 
So Schwab saw Junie's picture in the Florida Today, which is a um, paper in Brevard County, a newspaper. And Junie was in the paper because he won a kite contest. I know, isn't that the most innocent activity ever? Yeah. Junie's mother received a phone call from Schwab claiming he was Malcolm Denmark or Denmark or however you say that. Yeah. And he said he was a part of the newspaper. Schwab claimed he wanted to interview him for another article. Um, they arranged the interview later that day. The next day on March 23rd. So, by the way, um, this was like months after he got out of jail. He got out like March and then, or no, yeah. And then he killed him by April. Bitch just got out of jail. Anyways, not the point. <laughs> kind of the point, but. I know he dies, but like I hope he dies. Yeah. I'm waiting for that part. I'm just, I'm holding out until he dies. Um, so the next day on March 23rd, the Martinez family was introduced to Mark Dean. He claimed that Denmark had a conflict and could not make it. Schwab claimed after the interview that he wanted to interview Junie for more articles and even a national one. But he wanted to get the family more. So Junie had a basketball later, basketball game later that night. So he asked if he could go to the basketball game and watch Junie play. And his mom said, sure. That's fine. Because he thought that. You know, yeah. She thought, yeah. So about a week later, Schwab told Junie's mother that he had to quit working for Florida Today and was now working for a surfing magazine. <sighs> Which obviously he used that as a way to get closer yeah. to him because he knew that he liked surfing through the family. So now we're getting into um, his involvement with the family. So, like I said before, he used a lot of Junie's interest to get closer to him. And he got so close to them that he would hand deliver cards, like an Easter card he did that year. What a um, sick fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, with Schwab's new job, he wanted to get a surfing company to sponsor Junie. So, he wanted the family to make a resume, and Schwab wanted to take pictures of Junie surfing. Um, he also wanted to take Junie to Daytona Beach the next week, but this did not work out because the family couldn't arrange for that to happen. Which I'm pointing that out because... Obviously, it's like so fucking close. Yeah, but obviously none of that shit, like none of the surfing stuff exists. Yeah, so that would have been awful. Um, the next week after that, Schwab told Junie that he had a sponsor and gave him a T-shirt with the logo on it. He told, or he told the family that he talked to the president of the surfing company and gave the family fake documents that included the sponsorship letter. Um, he told the family that. They wanted to take Junie to Daytona Beach to meet the surfing company on April 14th, 1991. Schwab did not show up to take him to Daytona Beach, and the family never heard from Schwab again. So now we're getting to Junie's disappearance. So on April... I don't want to. <laughs> so sorry. I mean, let's just end the episode here. <laughs> So, Junie went to school on 18... That's or such a cute name, too. Junie, I know. <laughs> okay. 
So on April 18th, 1991, Junie went to school like it was any other day to go to school. So this was four days after Schwab just mm-hmm. disappeared. Um, he had a baseball game after school. Um, Schwab ended up calling the school, pretending to be Junie's dad, and stated that he didn't want Junie to take the bus. He wanted to meet him at the ball field after school. And Junie was never seen again. When Junie didn't show up to his baseball game and couldn't be found at home, the family reported that he was missing. Junie's mother did have a suspicion that Schwab was involved, so she did try to contact him, but she obviously did not get an answer from him. Um, when Schwab's mother told him, so Schwab for context, Mark, he has a mother. Yes, he lives with his mother. So he shared an apartment with his mom. And the mother was like, hey, dude, um, the police, um, oh, yeah, so the police are here asking about a missing child. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Schwab claimed that he was going to his probation officer. He did not. Instead, he called his aunt in Ohio and claimed that a man named Donald made him our word and kill a child because quote unquote donald said that he was going to kill his mother but he yeah also, that sounds like a heaping load of horse shit to me um, yeah. personally yeah yeah okay um but in this phone call he did confess that that child was junie um so the next day the police went to kinsley's home which is the aunt that he called Schwab called the home while the police were there and tracked him down in a nearby town while he was at the payphone. So he went to Ohio, basically, mm-hmm. and um, he was he called the he called his aunt and the police showed up at the payphone. We're like, nope, sup, yeah, bitch. So what's going on? So this is Schwab's story. This is this is what he told the police. <laughs> I'm hope, I hope I bet you're excited. At this point, I just look at him and be like, shut, shut the fuck up. Like literally, just shut just up. shut the fuck up. Just 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 shut the fuck up. Just, shut the fuck up. He claims that a man identified as quote unquote Donald. Fucking Donald. This is really weird because I don't know why a random person would do this to you. Also, I would literally rather kill myself. Yeah. I would rather kill myself than do that to a child. Yeah as any normal person yeah because <sighs> anyways i can't i can't i can't wrap my right my brain around it yeah so apparently donald confronted him outside a bar around 2 a.m on the sunday before junie disappeared which would have been april 14th which was the day he was supposed to take junie to quote-unquote daytona beach mm-hmm. um and he, Donald basically threatened him and was like, I'm going to get you behind bars again. And on Monday, April 15th. <laughs> are you looking at the picture? I'm looking at a picture. Is that him? No. No, it's this one. That's some random man. It's this one. Ew. Yeah. yeah. He looks like one of those people. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me show the, the class. Yeah. If you're on our Patreon, you can see this man. Look at this absolute <laughs> fuck ass. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew, bro. No. Wait, don't find anything out. I'm not. I'm just looking at pictures. Okay. I'm trying to find like. 
I was like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, he's fucking ugly. <laughs> Anyways. Which is totally the point. <laughs> Anyways, so Donald apparently threatened him and was like, I'm going to put you behind bars again, which is your guilty conscience, probably. Just saying. So on the next, so the next day, on April 15th, Schwab received a call from him and was like, I'm going to frame you for sexual assault or essay. Sorry. Beep. Beep. Unless Schwab bought a motorcycle for another man. I don't know how he made up Donald because this is not like, like who the fuck is Donald? Where the fuck did he come from? What does he look like? Yeah, obviously Donald doesn't exist anyways, but I would be like, why the freak would a random person just like decide to hate you like this? Yeah. Like what did you do to Donald? Yeah. Or like what where Who's Donald? It's just con- it's just a really confusing situation. I'm like gripping your fucking table, bro. <laughs> I'm mad. You're going to go back in time and kill this man yourself. I really am. And um, I would like the death penalty is like a weird subject, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's very touchy here and there. But this motherfucker I will actually get into that later. Per. Let's I go. I got you. Okay. Um okay. So, because of those two threats, Schwab claimed that he rented a U-Haul truck because he didn't want to, like, look suspicious, which I feel like that makes you look more suspicious for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then he checked himself into a motel in Cocoa Beach, Brevard County, Florida. Um, So, apparently, according to him, on April 18th, Donald um, came up to him at a restaurant near the motel and forced Schwab into his car at gunpoint. Donald drove him to the field where Junie was going to meet his his Schwab. And he basically was like, call the school and tell them that you're Junie's dad and get him over here, basically. Why wouldn't Donald just do it? You know, you'd think. Also, if this was pers- a person that hated him for being a pedo, which... Why would he, he make, make you yeah. not do pedo shit? Yeah, wouldn't he chop your dick off That's or what something? I'm saying. Why wouldn't, wouldn't he just be like, hey cut off your dick or i'm gonna kill you yeah it's very complicated here i hate you because you're a pedo so go do some (laughs) fuck ass pedo shit yeah no yeah so and he apparently threatened him again with the killing his mother Mm -hmm. um so donald drove him to the payphone to make the call that he called to the school apparently um, and then, after making that call, Donald apparently took Schwab back to the U-Haul truck and warned Schwab that he had better return to his motel room with some kid, or else his mother was, quote, going to be dead. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah, but... Schwab immediately went in his U-Haul truck and picked up Junie at the baseball field because of all of this, allegedly. Allegedly not. So, Schwab claimed that shortly after he returned to his motel with Junie, Donald entered the room, locked the door behind him, drew his gun, and told Schwab, quote, now I got you, son of a bitch, end quote. Donald used duct tape to bind Junie's hands behind his back and a knife to cut Junie's clothes off of him. Um, This is really hard to talk about. Donald told Schwab that he was, quote, going going to have to do something to this kid sexually, end quote. When Junie started to cry, Donald struck him a couple times and then taped his mouth shut. Donald then put his gun to the back of Schwab's head and forced him to have anal intercourse with Junie. 
Schwab also told the officers that Juni forced him to leave the motel and told him to come back, not to come back for several hours. When Schwab returns to the hotel room sooner than he should have, Donald ordered him to pick up and handle a black footlocker that was in the room. Apparently, Donald told him to leave again, and then after like five or six hours, Schwab returned to the motel room, but Don Donald and Junie were apparently no longer there. So that's his story. That's what he told the police. At first, I guess. First of all, what a bunch of shit. Like, the weirdest lie ever. Like, if you're going to lie about it at that point, just say you didn't do it. Or just yeah. say you had nothing to do with it. Like, why are you creating this elaborate-ass story? That, that makes no sense. That, like... Okay. So during the arrest, um, Schwab said that he had no idea where Junie was, but he wanted to help. He wanted to help the police. <laughs> so he took him around um, Coco and Brevard County trying to find him. Sorry, I keep cracking my fingers. I'm sorry. You guys probably hear that, but I need to stop. Anxiety. It's, it's hard. <laughs> this podcasting is hard. So in an underdeveloped part at the time of the county, um, now known as Canaveral Groves, they found Junie in a footlocker. Um, he was naked in a fetal position. They also found clothes that belonged to Junie in the locker. And an, an autopsy found that he died from suffocation or strangulation. They also found bruises around his anus. It had been five days since Junie was last seen alive. So not that long. Um, Schwab's fingerprints were found on the tape in the footlocker. Fucking shocker. <laughs> yeah, what a shocker. Schwab's um, receipt for the footlocker was also found in his car. <laughs> Are you shitting me? And this dude, didn't he rent a fucking U-Haul too? Yeah. It was dated, also it was dated for April 18th, the day Junie went missing. So he bought the footlocker the day of. I hate this guy. So, so even after all this evidence, don't. he did not let go of the Donald story. He still was like, Donald did it. Donald did this to me. Um, so he said, after Junie died and Donald threatened him, he went to Ohio. That's why he went to Ohio, because Donald threatened him. Did you take your mom? Because apparently that's important. Right, right, right. So, during the trial, the state judge believed that he acted alone and that the Donald story was bullshit. Oh my god. Because it's please. almost like if you had literally one brain cell, you can figure that out. Yeah. Obviously, that was bullshit. So, after a week-long trial, so this is only a week, <laughs> they were like, yeah, okay, you did it, whatever. Jury took three and a half seconds. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even leave the room. <laughs> they were like, we already have all They're like, I think we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. um, the judge found him guilty on all accounts on May 22nd, 1992. He got three life sentences and the death penalty for first-degree murder. Good. He tried to appeal the death penalty. I so bet. This is kind of interesting part of this case um so the person that died before this man uh with lethal injection it took him like 39 minutes to die and so florida was being questioned for oh can they like really give the death penalty like clearly they don't know how to give it yeah um so he tried to appeal under that um it got denied yeah he got 
so he got lethal injection. Frankly, I hope it took 40 minutes. Yeah, that's what I was, okay, I was talking to Colton about that a little bit, and this is fucked up and controversial, but honestly, I'll keep it in, I don't really care. Yeah, no. Um, if you do some shit like that, yeah. I'm sorry, you can be tortured for all I care. Like, yeah. literally. People like this deserve that shit. Yeah. So... He got lethal injection in 2008 on July 1st, and he apparently had no last statement. Per. If you guys are curious, his last meal was a breakfast moment. And, like, because <laughs> you know he didn't have a final statement. Because it's like, finally, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like, the. Finally, you can just shut up. The one time his sick, intrusive thoughts didn't win. <laughs> Literally, like, he had all this shit to say. All these stories to make up. Yeah. Buddy, shut the fuck up. So this is the aftermath. So there is now a Junie Memorial Park in Brevard County. Mm. Um, good thing that happened out of this, unfortunately. Shouldn't have taken this. But no. a good thing that happened out of this was now in Florida, there is the Junie Rios Martinez Jr. Act of 1992 which prohibits those convicted of sexual battery from receiving early release in the state of Florida. Per. Yeah. Cause yeah. And I was thinking too, I mean, I don't know if it was like a direct consequence of this case, but like growing up in school, like people can't check you out if they're not on your, like people cannot pick you up from school or check you out of school if they're not like on your like list of accepted people. You know what I mean? And I think that is great. And I just want to share. So last year they did a little Florida Today did a little article about him, which I'm just I'm just kidding. It's nice, but um, since he would have turned 42 last year, um, and I just want to talk about his parents uh. and their reactions and their thought process. You know, he's so little. I know. Um. This is a quote from... Oh my, God, my brother just turned 11. I'm literally going to cry and kill myself, dude. This is a quote from Vicky Rios Martinez, which is his mom. Um, she says, quote, we wonder sometimes... We wonder what kind of man he would have turned out to be, end quote. And... Um, this is really sad. Oh my God, am I going to cry? <laughs> and so she also said... He was a gentle soul, but he was determined to... Oh, the the father said mm -hmm. that. Junie Sr. And he said, I think he would have exceeded in any direction he would have gone. And then Vicky also said, some days are easier than others. You could be driving across the causeway and see a beautiful sunset or sunrise and just wish that he was here to enjoy it with you. And he is. He always lets us know mm -hmm. that he's here. <laughs> Why am I going to cry? I'm literally about to cry on the podcast. I didn't think, like, I always, like, hear these podcasts and, like, they start crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's so sad. But, like, I don't know. I hate crying, but I'm going to cry on the pod. Yeah. So, I just wanted to talk about. Oh, is that a dog? Oh, yeah. That's a family dog. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, this is actually a uh, sheriff. And, like, hug my dog. So Sheriff Wayne actually um, named his dog Junie, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention, like, um, kind of like an update now and kind of where the family's at. 
Is that them now? Yes. We'll upload these pictures on like Instagram. And mm-hmm. Yeah. When we upload the episode, we'll put these pictures yeah. and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's really sad. And I can't believe that he got away with so much shit before he got yeah. lethal injection. And clearly, like, what's crazy too, I just want to mention before you, I'm so sorry no, for interrupting you. Um, is that if he stopped at the first crime, he would have gotten away with it. That. And the second one would have gotten away with it. Well, that, and that's what I was going to say. The first crime, like, obviously I can't say this with, like, 100% confidence because at the end of the day, like, I don't know. But there's no fucking way that was his first crime. Mm-mm. You're telling me his first crime was, like, essaying yeah. someone for 45 minutes? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he did other shit here and there. Because, like, especially people that are, like, fucked up like that, like, they have, like, a almost like a moral threshold where it's like they see what is acceptable in society and what is inappropriate and they slowly push that envelope until they start doing these like horrible fucked up things so like it just makes me wonder how many more victims there were that either didn't come out or like weren't to this extent so didn't feel like they could come out with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. it also seemed like he had a pattern too so it's crazy that he just came up with that like yeah he, had, he wanted to get to know the family so he had access to the child and yeah then he could assault the child basically yeah it's crazy like these people are fucking sick and it's just it's insane and frankly i hope he died a painful death yeah i hope it was 55 minutes <laughs> And I hope he's rotting in hell or wherever is mm. bad. Yeah. It's really sad. And it's really hard. Like, these episodes are just super fucking hard. I know. I feel like I need to, like, take a deep breath and, like, go cry and take a nap. And listen, before you say, you you signed up for this. You, you signed up for this. Podcast. Please. Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we hate respectfully <laughs> respectfully shut the fuck up um i hope his family is still obviously still alive and well and i don't think this will get to them but if it does i hope they know that there are so many people out there that are affected by this story and um n- would have like knew that your son like didn't deserve this and yeah and i think it's also important to like because i mean i know there are a lot of cases like especially with like the major serial killers or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them like bundy and Dahmer and whoever the hell and like you know it's important to like always remember the victims and i think in a lot of cases like there's something to be said about like oh here's another way to be safe or here's something that resulted from that like you said like the you know the juni act yeah the juni act where they like made that a thing and then like you know in present day like now you can't just take kids from school without like being a certified person that can like pick them up from school and i think it's just important to like i said acknowledge those things and also keep their memory alive especially with cases like this where like i'd never heard of this case and like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it just deserves some recognition i think and i think it's really it's one of those situations i feel like that especially in this in this smaller town everybody heard about it and everybody was impacted about uh, 
impacted from it mm-hmm. and it really takes sometimes it really takes something oh i wanted to mention from that article i am so sorry that vicky i pulled that article for a reason i totally forgot but vicky was against the death penalty mm. until this happened to her son period girl yeah i want to find I that don't quote. fucking blame you well and that's like sad too like have whatever thoughts you want on it but for someone like for someone to change your opinion that drastically because they just like did something so awful to you like Mm-mm. okay yeah here it is sorry oh i also want to okay i'm sorry i'm going back to this article but i also want to share a quote that made me really sad too <laughs> um junie i'm so sorry i'm Kaylee. done being sad i know but i just i don't know just it's Are really his siblings yeah <laughs> um i'm laughing because i'm nervous not because it's funny just want to point that out I'm so yeah sorry. i also i feel like i also have done that in my episodes where like i start like <laughs> when i'm like sad and uncomfortable and i'm sad and uncomfortable like the whole fucking time we film these so so quote this is from his dad he said quote he loves surfing and the salt air and just being out in nature and he said i think he would have been a great dad he had a good soul oh my god <laughs> why would you say that because <laughs> it's so sad it makes me want to die um i accidentally muted my mic with my nose so this so they asked so the florida today was like this is a quote from the article so like quote i'm quoting the article i'm not plagiarizing <laughs> quoting the article we'll link it yeah don't worry about it would they have been a have been better served had their son's killer been sentenced to life without the possibility of parole there was no hesitation from them no i would have had no problem whatsoever causing serious damage and squeezing the last breath from him myself said period who was one who once had a rifle aimed at the prison van as schwab was being delivered to the courthouse period he never uh fired for fear of hurting any of the brevard county sheriff's deputies escorting schwab for vicky the answer was also no i have to say i didn't believe in the death penalty before losing junie she said i didn't believe in killing anybody or anything but that was one of those belief systems that i had to learn to change because our system had already put him out when he should have already been sentenced to two life sentences that's really true yeah like, it's not even about, like, oh, I want him dead. It's like, oh, I believed in our system and the system failed us. And then my son's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I need, like, a nap. <laughs> you always say that. Because <laughs> I do. That's, like, my coping mechanism. It's really sad. And I don't really know how to, like, be like hope you guys enjoyed yeah because i know you didn't i know i didn't i I didn't didn't, none of us enjoyed this no but i hope it was something different maybe a different perspective on one of these crimes Um, and like go tell someone you love them like if you have a brother if you have a little sibling if you have an older sibling if you have family (laughs) like just go like tell someone you love them because Tell them you love them. Trust your gut Ugh, always. Yeah. Never ignore your gut ever. Don't trust strangers. Never. Be a helicopter parent. Don't trust strange behavior more than a street. Like, yeah. Don't trust strange behavior. Yeah. If someone's trying to get to know your kid, question that maybe. 
trust your gut. Yeah. Um, it's always, in a lot of cases, it's someone that the person knows. And mm-hmm. Junie thought Schwab was his friend and a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. And he was not. And he was dangerous and never trust strange behavior. Um, I don't know how to say him miserable. I know. But, um. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry for making this fucking podcast. No, seriously. Maybe we'll do something. Well, the Halloween episode was so happy and I was giggling the whole time. And now I'm like crying and sobbing. Well, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. Mm -hmm. Holiday season. (gasps) We can do... What are you going to say? I was going to say Thanksgiving Reddit stories, like, themed. Yeah, I was going to say, we could do a nice little Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. We could do, um, we could do, like, something really gross, like a, like, a cannibalism episode. Oh. Like, you know, I was thinking, like, a Reddit story <laughs> that was, like, oh, my okay. uncle ate a turkey so much that he became the turkey. <laughs> I was more thinking, like, gross food stories, I think, would be, like, interesting. Like, not even gross, but just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. keep, keeping it on theme. We could watch but- a marathon of Nikocado avocado. Absolutely not. Um, that man scares me. Anyways, but yeah, we'll we'll do something. Maybe not cannibalism. That was a bad joke, but I mean, it's interesting. Like, I mean, it goes with Thanksgiving, I guess. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Weird. Don't turn your joke into me having a bad joke. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I understand the consequences of my actions. I understand <laughs> it is not Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, right. we'll do something a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, cause I think the Halloween episode was really fun and nice and didn't make me want to die at the end of it. And so, it seemed like people enjoyed it. It seemed like yeah. people enjoyed it. Let us know. Um, even if that's through like TikTok, Instagram, um, our anonymous website, <laughs> let us know, um, through Instagram at kind of paranoid pod. Let us know through Gmail at kind of paranoid pod. We want you guys to comment. We want you guys to interact with us. We're not yeah. we're not super big yet, but so that's why it's exciting. For yes, us. keyword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you guys to gatekeep when we get big. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we need people to gatekeep. Be the first to listen to us. Yeah, be like mm, actually, <laughs> I listened to their Halloween episode did when they put you, it out. Did you listen to Kind of Paranoid when they did the whoa, whoa. when they had the shitty Doja Cat intro? <laughs> did you read their fat? I don't think so. But yeah, follow our social. That's a weird transition. I'm yeah, yeah. To tell you to follow our socials, but I, I guess it. it's the name of the game or whatever the, that phrase yeah. is called. And like she said, let us know, you know, how you like the Halloween episode, how you like the true crime episodes. Um, it seems like you guys like the Reddit stories. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you like, what you want. We listen. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what cases you want us to cover because we've gotten some recommendations and they are in the works. So if you mm-hmm. recommend something and it doesn't like immediately come out, like, don't worry about it. We see it. We hear you. We love you. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. If there is something since this. I know about this case because it was a case in my original hometown. If you have any hometown cases that yeah, are not- like some niche-ass yeah, cases. Not covered, something that you want to be covered, you know, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it on kind of paranoid, bitch. Yeah. We're su- bitch. Since we're super new, literally any of your recommendations yeah. will be considered. Anything goes, dude. Yeah, like, literally we don't, anything <laughs> literally, goes. We are desperate. <laughs> 
<laughs> JK, kind of. But mm. yeah, we got lots of fun stuff planned. So mm-hmm. hopefully you guys don't get tired of us. And mm-hmm. and before we end the podcast, if you are a person that likes visual podcasts where you get to watch us do, do the things, podcast, yeah, if you like to watch our hand movements and my and our facial expressions yes. and watch me zone out so i don't I have to be sad love doing tiktoks of kaylee's expressions she probably hates me but i do but <laughs> I every just... time and i never know when you post a tiktok too like i think the first one you posted and the first one i posted i was like hey post this tiktok and you're like hey post this tiktok and now i just go on our tiktok and there's like shit posted and it's me like <laughs> it's funny and people love it <laughs> I'm just going to start, like, doing doing that in the beginning of the episode. Like, the thumbnail. We're just going to start recording. And I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Also, you couldn't oh. see that. You couldn't see what the fuck I just did. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you got, got the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Kay will post it on TikTok, so it's fine. Actually, well, I never, I never do the outros. Never. Never the outros. Outros are exclusive to the people listening and Patreon. Per, per. Maybe this one because it was like kind of funny, but we'll see. You'll see. If you follow us on TikTok, you'll see. If you follow us on Patreon, you'll see. Heck yeah. If you have FOMO, get on our shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm, bye. Stay paranoid.